The breaking news, a bombshell verdict against Rudy Giuliani, a jury ordering the former Trump lawyer to pay a whopping amount, nearly $150 million to two Georgia election workers he clearly defamed. And Joey, let me get back to you. Let's remember the human impact of this case. Uh, Shea Moss testified she was actually scared her son would find her hanging from a tree with a noose. P uh, people showed up to Ruby Friedman's house. Listen to some of the threatening voicemails these women received. Listen to this. He died, you racist You're you whore. We're going to burn your store down. Have a nice life. Left of it, you have. You're all going to jail, you piece of so, Joey, how much do you think that kind of uh, vo those voicemails actually played into the jury's verdict? Yeah, Wolf, it was quite significant. There's no question about that. You know, when people have platforms and those platforms can really get into people's living rooms, they get into their heads and they get into their modus operandi and what potentially they can do, what they believe and the perspective that they really have and they harbor. And so you could see based upon the anger laced, uh, you know, those voicemail messages, what was done. This is the consequence of indicating things to people that are lies. This is the consequence of what can happen when you spread falsehoods that injure people's reputations, that damage people emotionally, and that have factors and facts that can actually harm people. And so I think by the verdict, the jury was saying that this is unacceptable in this climate, in any climate. We all will may have opinions, we have made thoughts, we may have beliefs, but to do what he did, Mr. Giuliani and this platform knowing it was not true, uh, just remarkably unacceptable. And I think that's what the jury said today. And, and a bigger picture, Maggie, uh, how does the, today's case fit into the broader problem of disinformation and election lies coming from so many within the Republican Party? Well, look, Wolf, I think we're going to see uh, what kind of a long-term impact it has. But if you look at this as somewhat analogous to something we have seen over the course of the past year, as former President Trump has been indicted four times, on two of those occasions, he's very explicitly asked for people to come protest, uh, specifically really in Manhattan when he was indicted the first time. And there was a lot of concern that there would be uh, a replay of what we saw on January 6, 2021, in terms of violence. That didn't happen because there have been so many arrests of people who uh, invaded the Capitol, who attacked the Capitol, who rioted at the Capitol, uh, and, and who were disruptive to an official proceeding. And a lot of people saw that as a deterrent from future behavior. So this does raise the question of, will this be something of a deterrent from people spreading disinformation, spreading lies about people? These were not public figures. These were two women who got targeted and had their lives completely turned upside down. So that is where the monetary figure really does matter. It certainly does. Karen, uh, I want you to listen to Giuliani's reaction today outside the courtroom. Listen to this. I have no doubt that my comments were made and they were supportable and are supportable today. Still. I just did not have an opportunity to present the evidence that we offered. We should note, uh, Karen, that Giuliani, as you remember and I remember, he was once the U.S. attorney in the Southern District of New York. He clearly knows the contours of the law. Can you fact check his arguments outside the courtroom today? 
Yeah, look, as you said, he was a very well-respected lawyer. Arguably, not only was he the U.S. attorney, he was the U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York, which many would say is the most prestigious law job in the country, okay? So he knows the law. But even if you don't know the law, the judge gave him an opportunity to testify. He even promised that he was going to testify and present evidence. He chose not to. That was his choice. And Andrew, uh, Giuliani is also facing, as we all know, a separate criminal case in Georgia right now. How do you expect Giuliani will grapple with his increasing legal and indeed financial peril? Well, I, I mean, Giuliani always believes he's right. I don't think he's going to kind of uh, throw himself on the mercy of the court uh, any, more, any more than he did in this trial. I mean, this is all kind of very much a piece of the Giuliani playbook. He causes these like huge calamities around him and he's standing in the middle claiming he was right about everything. And I think that's gonna happen going, going forward. I mean, this is a man who has this sense of moral certitude that he's right, everyone else is wrong, and he's kind of the same morality cop that he was when he was a prosecutor, as you said, back in the 1980s. The problem is that now he's nearing 80 years old. He's, uh, he's gonna be penniless very soon. He could end up in jail. And, uh, you know, the, the story of Rudy Giuliani, you know, in hindsight is gonna include the fact that he caused two impeachments, right? got uh, handed a, uh, a verdict of $150 million for defaming people and could end up in prison. It's, it's quite, a, quite a trajectory. Yeah, quite a fall for the man once known as America's mayor.